Welcome to the You're Not Alone podcast show. This is your host, Danny, coming to you with another uplifting message of hope and inspiration. I hope you're ready for this one. We're going to dive into part two. A man after my own heart. We're going to talk about God and how he chose David to be king over Israel. But before we get to David, we got to deal with Saul first. A man after my own heart. Title of the message. This is part two. We're going to be dealing with 1 Samuel chapter 9. Going to do a, a little review of Deuteronomy 17, how a king is supposed to be governed. And what we found out in part one, just to give an overview. But before we get started with the overview, I want to tell you this. Whatever is on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. God cares for you. He loves you. And he has a purpose and a destiny for your life. You're not alone. I want you to know that you're not alone. That God loves you. I love you. I'm believing that God has great things for you. Not in 2021, but in 2020. Because the year is not over. We still got time for victory. And I want to let you know that I feel good today. I want to let you know that you are loved and God has a destiny for your life. Because we're going to talk about this man after God's own heart, David. You know, a man after my own heart, David. Why was he that way? In Deuteronomy chapter 17, we found out that God had always purpose and had a plan to give the children of Israel a king. But it was going to be a king that God had chosen. But the people rebelled against Samuel. And we know the reason why. They tried to use the excuse about his sons. But God felt that it was them still murmuring and complaining. Ever since they came out the wilderness. Ever since he's been with these people. They have failed to realize what they have in God. And they were set apart. They were set to be the example for all other nations. But they were envious of other nations because they had a king. And even though you'll find out in 1 Samuel that Samuel tells them about if they get a king, how bad it would be for them. But these people Refuse to listen. They refuse to humble themselves. Humble yourself up under the mighty hand of God. And may he exalt you in due time. I want to let you know. I don't know who I'm talking to. But I'm going to let you know. If you want to see victory in your life. Humble yourself up under the mighty hand of God. And see won't he lift you up out of your circumstances. God has a way to help you. I don't know what you're going through. Uh, I don't know what you're dealing with. I know that we all are in this pandemic, COVID-19. We all dealing with uh, all kinds of tragedies. 2020 supposed to have been a year of clear vision, right? But 2020 has been one of those years where it seems like the bottom has dropped out of everything. Man, what's going on, you know? Every time you turn around, you see like, someone's dead. 
or someone has got caught COVID and you're walking around with your mask on, you don't know where to go, who to be around. But I can tell you, in the midst of the pandemic, in the midst of everything, God is in control. And there's miracles happening every day. Even though you might see on the news, it seems like everything is so negative. I know right now this is a rough time of year because coming up on Christmas, people are missing loved ones. People don't know how to provide for their family during the holiday. Man, this is rough, man. It's rough. It's rough. But let me tell you something. We got a God that's a way maker. He can make a way out of no way. I don't want you to be discouraged. I want you to put God first. You know, a while back I had started a challenge. And it was to read Matthew chapter 6 about seeking the kingdom of God. And what we found out, the whole thing was putting God first and letting God be in control of your life. And this is what I'm doing. I'm in the midst of this in my life right now. Putting God first. Not being concerned about things that I can't change. I can't change none of the stuff that's going on. But I got a God who can change those things. And like I said, we're going to be talking about, so I know you're saying, Danny, you, you're all over the place. But I just want to let you know that whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. And we're going to dive into 1 Samuel chapter 9 and Deuteronomy 20. I'll be reading from the New King James Version. I want you to know uh, one thing about a, the podcast is that you can go back and re-listen to it. You know, if you want to take notes, take notes. But also remember like this. You can always come back and re-listen to this message over and over until it penetrates your spirit. But before we start, what would we like to do? We'd like to open up in prayer. Oh, precious Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, oh God, we thank you. We lift you up. We exalt you. We magnify your name on this earth today, God. I pray, Father, for the people that will hear this podcast, that will hear this message that you would give them hope and inspiration, God, that they would feel victory. I pray, Father, for the person who's in the hospital because they can't have visitors because of COVID. I pray, Father, for the people who are praying for their families who are in the hospital where they can't gain access. I pray, Father, for the people that are homeless right now, Father, because it's getting cold. They need shelter. They need places to sleep. Father, I pray for the homeless tonight, Father, that you would protect them. Bless them, Father. I pray for the people in prison, Father, who just need a second chance, Father, that when they come out, Father, that they don't have to go down the same road, Father. Give them new life. Let people see them. Let them know who you are, Father. One thing about the prison, the prison is a great way to minister to men and women. Father, I pray in your youth that you send qualified people into the prisons to preach and teach to these people, Father, to get them to know who you are, get them to trust in you and cry to you and not make a decision without you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I hope that y'all are feeling good today because I'm feeling really good today. And like I said, uh, we're going to dive into this. You know, a man after my own heart, David. And before we get to David, we got to come through Saul. 
before we get to Saul, we got to come through Deuteronomy chapter 17. We got to find out what was God and what was God looking for in the king. Because the people wanted the king because they decided to rebel against Samuel. And because they saw how every other nation had a king, they thought they was missing out on something. But you know, the greatest thing about this, what they didn't realize, God was their king. Samuel represented the prophet on earth who heard from God. They had a different government system set up than the rest of the world. God was trying to make them be the light of the world, but they didn't know it. They couldn't accept it. But let's look at uh, Deuteronomy chapter 17 before we dive into 1 Samuel chapter 9. Remember, I'll be reading from the New King James Version. It says this. When you come to the land which the Lord your God gives you and possess it and dwell in it and say, I will set a king over me like all the nations that are around me. You should surely set a king over you whom the Lord your God chosen, one from among your brethren. You should set a king over you. You may not set a foreigner over you who is not your brother, but he shall not multiply horses for himself, nor cause the people to return to Egypt to multiply horses. For the Lord has said to you, you should not return that way again. Neither shall he multiply wise for himself, least his heart turns away, nor shall he greatly multiply silver and gold for himself. God had a plan, didn't he? He had a plan. He had a plan for success. The plan for success was very simple. That whoever he chose to be king wasn't supposed to be a greedy and selfish person. He's supposed to always look out for the people. He wasn't supposed to have multiple wives. Like I said in part one, all you guys who want to be players, drop the player hat. The Bible said when a man leaves his father and mother, he should cleave to his wife and they should be one. God wants a man to have one wife, not multiple wives, as you can see. Anything that you see that's going on in the world is contrary to what the word of God says. I want you to see it for yourself. Because if you see it for yourself, then you can grow there's power in the word of God. Hallelujah. Let me tell you this. There's power in the word of God. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. God loves you. There's nothing that he won't do for you. He will bless you. He will turn it around. He will lift you up. Hallelujah. I want you to get excited because we're about to find out a man at the my own heart. Who is this man? This man is David. But we have to see what God has said prior to there ever being a king. And we see that God has an order for the king. And to, I want you to use these principles to make yourself be all that God wants you to be. Now in verse 
18, it says this. Also it should be when he sits on the throne of his kingdom that he shall write for himself a copy of the law in a book. Not only did God command the king to read the word, he said write it down himself so he can have it to meditate on. So the key to uh, meditating on God's word, get you some index cards. You want to learn some scriptures? Write them down. Begin to meditate on it. This is what God told the king. He said, write down the law. So when you look in the Bible and you see in the book of Kings and Chronicles and you see these kings failing, they're failing because they're not because God designed them to fail. They're failing because they're not following the word. So what I want to tell you right now, in your life, follow God, follows God's word, follow, follow God's blueprint, and see what God would do for you. Hallelujah. I want you to be excited because there's power, because I want you to be that man and woman after God's own heart. In other words, I want to show you how to get there, because we can get there. We all can get there. In other words, knowledge is power. Okay. As I said in verse 18, it says, also it shall be when he sits on the throne of his kingdom, that he shall write for himself a copy of this law in a book from the one before the priest, the Levites, and it shall be with him, and he shall read it all the days of his life, that he may learn to fear the Lord his God, and be careful to observe all the words of this law and these statutes. See what God said? Hey, you want to be a successful king, because I want you to see, you got to understand why Saul fell. And you got to understand why David is chosen by God, because he's a man after God's own heart. But we see in the word of God that whoever gets set up as king, he has to be a lover of the word of God. He has to be somebody who wants to discover who God is. He wants to be able to meditate on God's word and see God in his reality. So I want, you to, I want you to understand that. In other words, there's a reason why Saul fell. And there's a reason that any king in Chronicles, 1 Kings, 2 Kings, 1 Chronicles, 2 Chronicles, there's a reason why they fell. It was because they weren't obedient to the blueprint that God says. So I, I, I want y'all to know whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. And God got a plan. He got a destiny for your life. He has a way to bring you out. He has a way to give you victory. And like I said, you know, I just want you to notice that God has a God has a plan. God has not forgotten you. I don't care what the enemy tells you. I don't care what you seen. I want you to know that God loves you. That God will be there for you. God will not never leave you nor forsake you. And let's look at Deuteronomy chapter 17. Let's look at verse 20, that his heart may not be lifted above his brothers, that he may not turn aside from the commandments to the right hand or the left hand, that he may prolong his days in his kingdom. He and his children in the midst of Israel. So this is what God's saying. Hey, remember, God is not a respecter of person. Don't put yourself on a pedestal above your brethren. Don't put yourself on a pedestal 
above your brothers and sisters. Remain humble. See, this is, see like this, what God was doing, because in the other nations, they had kings that controlled everything. You know, in other words, they just took for themselves and they left the people destitute. But this is what the people wanted. The people wanted this. They wanted a king like the world and they didn't realize how bad it was. But let me tell you something. In 1 Samuel chapter 8, God tells Samuel, hey, warn these boys. Let them know that it ain't going to go well if they get a king. You know what they did? They refused to listen. You know, sometimes you can think you know it all and you don't know jack nothing. This is what they did. And God is steady trying to show love and compassion. He has Samuel come and Samuel comes to this message. You can find this in 1 Samuel chapter 8, starting at verse 10. So Samuel told the word of the Lord to the people who asked him for a king. And he said, this will be the behavior of the king who reigns over you. He will take your sons and appoint them for his chariots to be his horsemen. And some will run before his chariots. He will appoint captains over his thousand and captains over his fifty. He will set some to plow his grounds and reap the harvest and some to make his weapons of war and equipment for his chariots. He will take your daughters to be perfumed cooks, bakers, and he will take the best of your fields, your vineyards, your olive groves, and give them to his servant. He will take a tenth of your grain and your vintage and give it to his officers and servants. And he will take your male servants, your female servants, your finest young men, and your donkeys and put them to his work. He will take a tenth of your sheep and you will be his servant and you will cry out in the day because of your king whom you have chosen your, for yourself and the Lord would not hear you in that day. That's powerful. In other words, God said, hey, this is what y'all want. Do y'all really want this? In other words, see, God didn't let them be ignorant of their choice. He let them have the decision. In other words, because they were rebelling against God anyway. It was talking about, you know, they were just, hey, we want to be like everybody else. Sometimes you have to pay the price to be different. Be different. Be different. Oh, wow. Be different. Let, 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 let's check this out. Nevertheless, the people refused to obey the voice of Samuel. And they said, no, but we will have a king over us that we also may be like all the nations and all the other, our king may judge us and go out before us and fight our battles. And Samuel heard all the words of the people and he repeated them in the hearing of the Lord. So the Lord said to Samuel, heed their voice and make them a king. And Samuel, I said to the men in Israel, every man go to his city. God, I love God. Let me tell you why I love God. So I want, whatever's on your heart, man, it's on God's heart. And I want to tell you why I love God. 
I love God because he gave men dominion over the earth. And right now, somebody believes that we don't have no authority in the earth. But God gave us dominion on the earth. Now, I didn't say this in part one, but I just want to say this in part two. What you are seeing is God saying, hey, I've given y'all earth as a possession for y'all to have. Now, y'all tell me what y'all want. Since I can't get it right. So they told God what they wanted. God told them what would be the reply of having the king. He gave them the answer, but they still wanted the king. And God gave it to them because he gave men authority in the earth. So now, you know, I'm going to start in 1 Samuel chapter 9. I'm going to start at verse 6. And we're about to dive into Saul being anointed king. But remember, we're trying to get to a man after my own heart, David. So I'm reading from the New King James Version, so let's get prepared. And he said to him, look now, there is a man in the city, a man of God, and he is an honorable man. All that he says surely comes to pass. So let us go there, and perhaps he can show us the way that we should go. Then Saul said to his servant, but look, if we go, what should we bring the men? For the bread in our vessels is all gone, and there is no present to bring to the man of God. What do we have? I want to just share this with you because I shared it in part one. The thing that Saul was doing, he wanted to bring an offering to the Lord, to the man of God, because he had a question. Sometimes you, what you need to do is to bring an offering to the Lord, to provoke the Lord to give you an answer. Not the fact that God needs money or needs anything. It's a sign of homage. It's a sign of, I believe in you. I need you. Let God know that you love him in every area of your life. So, I just want you to know that. I want y'all just to be encouraged. You know, I don't know who I'm talking to, but God wants you to know that victory starts today in your life. Victory starts today in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sometimes you got to speak that thing. You got to speak the word of God over your life. Now, this is what his servant says in verse 8. And the servant answered Saul and said, Look, I have here a hen, one-fourth of a shekel of silver. I will give them to the men of God. Tell us our way. Formerly in Israel, when a man went to inquire of God, he spoke, Thus come, let us go see the seer. For he will know, he will now call a, he's now called a prophet, was formerly called a seer. Then Saul said to his servant, Well, said, Come, let us go, so that we can 
So they went to the city where the man of God was. And they went up to the hill, to the, to the top of the city. They met some young women going out to draw water. And they said to them, is the seer here? I like that. Is the seer here? Uh, this is just powerful because Samuel was a seer. That means he's seen things. God would give him flashes. <laughs> oh, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother story. We talk about a prophet and a seer. Because not every prophet is a seer. I want you to know that too. And so it says this. And they answered them and said, Yes, that he is just ahead of you. Hurry now, for today he came to the city, because there is a sacrifice of the people today on the high place. As soon as you come into the city, you will surely find him before he goes to the high place to eat. For the people will not eat until he comes, because he must bless the sacrifice. Afterward, those who are invited will eat. Now, therefore, go, for about this time you will find him. So they went up to the city, and as they were coming into the city, there was Samuel coming out towards them on his way up to the high place. Let me tell you something. Now, Israel is about to get a king. It's getting ready to change. In other words, remember, God didn't set Saul to fail. Deuteronomy 17, the word of God is, has all, it was around. In other words, the man, the king, the man of God, the king should know the word. So I want you to understand this. Don't think that God set Saul to fail. He gave them a king at their own heart. God didn't set Saul to fail because God had a blueprint. We just saw that in Deuteronomy 17. God had a blueprint. He had a plan for a king. In other words, that if he wanted the king to succeed, all the king had to do was write down the word, meditate on the word day and night, and then he would have success. It wasn't hidden. It was in the word of God. And check this out. See, God had the donkeys run away. God has control even of the animals. All this was a setup because God is about to give them, the people the king of their desires. Not the king that God has chosen. This is a king from the people's flesh. So when Samuel saw Saul, the Lord said to him, there he is the man whom I spoke of, the one who should reign over my people. Then Saul drew near to Samuel in the gate and said, please tell me, where's the seer's house? Samuel answered Saul and said, I am the seer. Go up before me, meet me to the high place, for you should eat with me today and tomorrow, and I will let you go and will tell you all that is in your heart. But as for your donkeys, they were lost three days ago. Do not be anxious about them, for they have been found. And on whom it is all the desires of Israel. Did you see that? 
he never got the chance to ask him where the donkeys was. He told them they were at home. Because <laughs> he's going to keep him there because now he's about to beat a man who was going to be the king of all Israel that he was going to set a precedent. God has a plan. God has a plan. I want you to know that. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. God loves you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. God has a plan. So let's go on. This is really powerful. And Saul asked and said, I am a Benjamite of the smallest of the tribes of Israel. And my family is the least of all families of the tribes. Let me tell you something. Don't ever think that you're so small, that you're so insignificant, that you don't matter in God's eyes. Let me tell you something. God never calls the qualified. He qualifies the call. God uses those things that are weak to confound the wise. Remain humble before the presence of the Lord. Of Benjamin, why then do you speak like this to me? Now Samuel took Saul and his servant and brought them into the hall and had them in a place of honor among those who were invited. There were about 30 persons and Samuel said to the cook bring the portion which I had I gave you of which I said to you set it apart so the cook took up the thigh with its upper parts and set it before Saul and Samuel said here it is what was kept back it was set apart for you eat for until this time it has been kept for you since I said invite the people so Saul ate with Samuel that day and when they had come down from the high place into the city Samuel spoke with Saul on the top of the house then arose early and it was about dawn on that day and Samuel called to Saul to the top house saying get up that I may send you on your way and Saul arose both of them went outside he and Samuel now we're about to roll into what the people want you know his meal was set apart he was being anointed he was getting ready to go to the next level. So now we're going to go into 1 Samuel chapter 10. Then Samuel took a flack of oil and poured it on his beard. And he kissed him and said, Is it not because the Lord has anointed you commander over his inheritance? When you, pay, when you, have, when you have departed from me today, you will find two men by Rachel's tomb. 
in the territory of the Benjamins at Zelah. And they will say to you, the donkeys which you went to look for have been found. And now your father has ceased from caring about the donkeys and is, is worried about you. What shall I do about my son? Then you should go forth from there and come to the tree of Tabor. And there three men are going up to God at Bethel. We'll meet you. One carrying three young goats, another carrying three loaves of bread, another carrying a skin of wine. And they will greet you and give you two loaves of bread, which you should receive from their hands. After that, you should come to the hill of God, where the Philistine garrison is. And it will happen when you have come there to the city that you will meet a group of prophets coming down from the high place with string instruments, tambourines, a flute, a harp before them, and they will be prophesying. Then the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you, and you will prophesy with them and be turned into another man. Let me tell you something. God equips you for the job. Whatever God wants you to do, he's going to equip you. He's going to equip you and equip you. You see, Saul is getting ready to become king. Samuel said once he goes on his journey that he's going to become another man. Because guess what? He had been walking his whole life without the Holy Spirit. Now God's Holy Spirit is about to drop on him to give him dunamis, to give him power to be the leader for God's people. God will not set you up to fail. God loves you with an everlasting love. I don't care what's going on. I just want you to know whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. And you're not alone. I want you to know that there's victory with God. That there's victory with God. God will never leave you nor forsake you in your hour and time of need. Trust God. Believe God, cling unto his word. Now, we talked about Saul. We see now he's getting ready to become king. But, I, you know, for the sake of time, you know, I want to say thanks for listening to the show. We're going to continue on because we're going to get, we got to get to David. But before we get to David, we got to go, go through Saul. We got to go through Deuteronomy. We got to see what God's purpose and plan for a king. What is a king supposed to really do? In other words, God had gave instructions. For the king to be successful and not to fail. So when you see these kings fail in 1 Kings, 2 Kings, 1 Chronicles, and 2 Chronicles, you know they fail because they didn't honor the word of God. They didn't follow God's blueprint. So I'm telling you, I want you to follow God's blueprint that he has for your life. But let's close in prayer. Oh, precious Father, in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, we just thank you for the day, Father. I thank you for this word, Father. I pray that it penetrate people's heart, Father, that they will get to understand what it is to be a man after your own heart, God. I pray that you bless your people today. I pray whatever they need, whatever they need, Father, meet their bills, meet their necessities, Father. Turn it around for them, Father. Show up! In Jesus' name, amen. I want to tell you that I love you. Thanks for listening to the show. If you have any prayer requests, please send them in. I would love to pray with you and trust God 
and believe in you for your miracle. Love you. Bye-bye.